Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to the Time and Space edition of Big Tremble Podcast. <laughs> I can't even do a Rod Sterling fucking intro to this. I should have wrote something out. But anyway, I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. Did you rehearse that? Are you smoking right now? No, I'm not smoking. <laughs> I was I was trying to do... I'm not a smoker, but I... I wish I had Rod Sterling's he intro. He speaks more monotone, but he also speaks like this. Everything is very important, and everything is punctuated with a silence. Mm-hmm. Here on The Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, so this week's edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, we do two episodes of The Twilight Zone, uh, doing When the Sky Was Opened and The Mask. Actually, I, I think it's called And When the Sky Was Open. That's my bad. Yeah, well, it, either way, if, if you type in on Google, Sky Was Opened, Twilight Zone, you'll get a bunch of pictures of, <laughs> you know. Or yeah, as long as you add Twilight Zone, then Sky sky Opening, that's that's a quote. I don't know. I, I was looking on IMDb, and something attributed it to the Bible, and something else attributed it to something else. So I don't know. I wonder why. I mean, sky open. Apparently, heaven's up there. Anyway, um, before we get into our um, movie or show of the week, Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching? Oh, not a lot. I accidentally, I foolishly, I I foolheartedly downloaded the downloadable content for Breath of the Wild, thinking, oh, I'll, I'll play around with this for a little while. And now I'm like re-obsessed with that game. Because the first DLC added that um, Hero's Path thing, so you can see where you've been, but you can also see where you haven't been. So now I'm trying to like go to all the places I haven't been, and of course every time I do, there's something to do there. And that's on top of all the, the downloadable content. So I'm starting to wonder if I didn't make the wrong choice for my choice for Game of the Year, but I, I'll stand by it. But man, Breath of the Wild is, is a masterpiece. I also played uh, the first episode of Sam and Max, like the the re the redo from 2006 or whatever. Yeah, that game is fucking hilarious. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a point and click adventure and it's hilarious. I started watching an anime called Turn A Gundam that I bought on a whim that I've never seen before, but I just wanted to try a new Gundam because I like them. Mm-hmm. And I watched uh, the Polka King. It's a new Netflix original movie with Jack Black. Wait, Jack. When did this movie come out? The Polka King. Oh, I think it was recently. Like I hadn't heard of it, and I was just like on Netflix. I think I actually I was getting on there to look at Twilight Zone, and it was like Polka King. I was like, oh, okay, Jack Black, and I really like Jack Black. Like he's he's an above average actor. He's not like brilliant, but I really like him. I think he's funny, and I think he's like I like how animated and look crazy he is. So I was like, oh, I might watch that. So I decided to watch it yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It's really dry. The humor in it is really dry. So that's a good thing in my opinion, but yeah, it's on Netflix. I see. Yeah, they they produced it. Yep, came out last year. The thing about Jack Black is uh, he is the same person sometimes, but he's upped his his acting ability uh, throughout the years. He has been getting better. I mean, he was pretty good in Goosebumps. So I don't know if you saw that movie. I did not. He was okay. I mean, he was Jack Black in the Goosebumps world, but. <clears throat> you know he knows how to you know change up his style sometimes he he does this entire movie he's a a, a polish immigrant and he does the entire movie with the accent and it, it's pretty funny like it's it's kind of over the top his accent is <laughs> and 
it's based on a real guy and it's it's an interesting story. Yeah, local Pennsylvania polka Jan Lewin develops a plan to get rich that shocks his fans and lands him in jail. <laughs> and, and it's funny because to hear that you're like, oh, he scams a bunch of people, but it's he like accidentally does it in a way like he breaks the law, but he didn't really mean to break the law, but it gets him way over his head, like right off the bat. It's 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 a funny movie. I guess like as an immigrant, you'd be like, is this against the law? I don't know. Well, it, it's not like he had just turned up like he he's lived in the United. It's it starts in 1990 and he has lived in the United States for a couple decades or something like oh, doing yeah. all time jobs. And now he's now he's the head of a polka band. Nice. It's pretty funny, though. I liked it. It's it's it didn't blow me away. But and I, like I said, the humor is very dry in it. So if you like that kind of thing, then this will be up your alley. Yeah, and then I see another thing about a Gundam. Yeah, like I said, turn turn a Gundam. Uh, it's literally what it's called. Like the logo is just an upside down A, mm -hmm. and I guess I guess it's a Greek letter or something like that. Um, in 1999, they made this this Gundam series, and it's, <clears throat> it's never been dubbed, and it's never really played on American television. And, like, everyone kept saying it was, like, a really good anime and it reviewed really well. And I, I guess it's good for, like, if you're older or more mature mm -hmm. because cause of the story is, like, really complicated. And, yeah, I'm loving it. I, I picked it up kind of randomly just because I like Gundam. I thought, well, I'll probably like turning Gundam, I guess. But uh, it, it's bonkers. <clears throat> it, like, man, it, it takes place way in the future, but, like, there was... A cataclysm, like man left Earth, but mm. not all all of the people left Earth, and like technology started over. So like the people who live on Earth, their technology has advanced to like the interwar years. It's like they have like biplanes and airships and stuff like that. That's cool. And like and and automobiles were invented not long ago, and they have basic rifles. But then uh, the mankind that left the Earth have been living on the moon this whole time, and they have, like, spaceships and robots and lasers and stuff like that. And the people who live on the moon want to come back to Earth and start living there again, and it's about, you know, there's, there's a conflict, obviously. The people who live on Earth don't want to give up their land, but they're, like, technologically outclassed a mm -hmm. hundredfold, except that they find buried in some mountains weapons from before the fall of civilization they find like a gundam and other mobile suits and stuff like that it's really good i'm gonna check that out um i saw an ad for an anime uh the godzilla anime by the way yeah i heard that was good a friend of mine watched it and he had good things to say about it yeah so i might be going into that i need to i need to start watching some stuff from my country roll that i just bought <laughs> i only I watched one one episode of something and then i stopped watching i, I need to get productive hey, I, if you want recommendations i'll give you some and i'll bet you we got a lot of people out there that'll give you some recommendations mm -hmm. yeah so uh if you know you know any any anime episodes i should watch please comment below in our youtube um me on the other watch, hand you should watch iron blooded orphans that's a gundam on there i think you'd like it yeah i'm into mechs so whatever mechs that are good. Yeah, check out Iron Blooded Orphans. The first season is on there, dubbed or subbed. Mm -hmm. It's 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 fine dubbed. Some some people will be like, "Oh, how dare he say such a thing? You should always watch subtitles." But no, it's fine. The the people who dubbed it did a good job. Nice. 
Anyway, what did you do this week? I'm sure it was thrilling and exciting, and you're going to love talking about it. I did absolutely nothing. That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, A week has passed. Surely you've done something. I, I and worked. don't just say work. <laughs> Surely you ate or slept or did. You had to watch or read or play something. I mean, besides the news that we're going to talk about later. Um, yeah. PUBG, I guess. I mean, tired of saying that every week because there's literally it's it's Stop a planet. The game is a, a, a hackneyed, twitchy, glitchy mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, what else? I mean, I guess when I was watching the episode of Twilight Zone, I watched an extra one. Uh, oh, it's pretty much about an actor. Whose name is like uh, Jerry Reagan or something like that, and in the beginning of the Twilight Zone with that episode, it's like, oh, I'm gonna call my wife and tell her that I'm coming for the, you know, our daughter's birthday party, and then out of nowhere, it's like you hear a director say, "Cut," and like I remember this one, yeah, yeah, and it, it's like an in between. He, he. he He's playing this character that he believes that he's this character, and it's like so many turns on it. It's a really good episode. I never seen it before. He said about pretty much every episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Was that? I, I because it's 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 good. I mean, like every episode of the show is great. Yeah, I mean, there are some episodes where it's just like, cool. I get it, <laughs> but it's still good to watch anyway. Totally. Um. What else? What else? I mean, I watched some football. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's something that you did. Jacksonville, that game was awesome to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, Minnesota Viking getting that last touchdown in the last second was fucking amazing. But uh, I'm going to be watching football this week. And yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. Nothing really exciting. I need to be. My goals is to make goals for every week. So, <clears throat> so that I could, you know, play and uh, we call watch things and read, so that I could have something to say in this section. Because the last couple of weeks, I've been saying I've been doing nothing but besides playing PUBG, and that needs to change. That's kind of what I did this week, partially. I I talked about it when we started the show a little bit, but some friends and I do just like a a, a competition of sorts where we try to beat more video games in a year than the others in the competition. So I made myself a hit list, like games I want to play this year. I, I just have the list on my desk, and as I play them, I get to cross them out and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, you get, I, I had to, because I knew that otherwise I'd sit around all the time, and be like, oh, I'm just going to watch YouTube, go to bed. <laughs> I, I, needed, I needed to make sure that I had something to do when I got home. That's part of why I bought that uh, Turn A Gundam Blu-ray, too, is... Now, now I want to watch that instead of, you know, I have access to Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and Crunchyroll and WWE Network and all this stuff. And it's it's still a little hard sometimes to dive into something. Mm-hmm. But if it's sitting here on my desk in front of me, I'll, I'll watch it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll do that. I'll probably write down my goals and what I'm going to do so that, it, you know, things will be things will be happening. And some projects that I need to get done that I've been procrastinating and I hate procrastinating because then I feel like I did shit. 
<laughs> and that's what usually happens. But Andy, I think we should get right into our uh, TV show of the week. Totally. Um, Twilight Zone. Andy, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, originally I had them listed, uh, the masks, and then and when the sky was opened. But Scott, when the sky was opened was episode 11 of the show, and the masks is like episode 25 of season 5. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I chose one that's like at the beginning of the show and one that's toward the end. So I figure let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about when the sky was opened. So let's get into that. Um, I don't remember the characters' names. Besides Ed Harrington. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, one of the factoids on IMDb about this episode is how many times Ed and Harrington are said. It's like 32 and something crazy. Um, What I liked about this, do you want to talk what happened, by the way? Like the synopsis? We might as well. I mean, th- this, this, this episode came out in 1959. So, I mean, spoilers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it that's kind of on you it's pretty much they're doing this is during the cold war so this is during when you know the russians and usa usa are like doing their star wars programs and all that stuff well it it's 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 the beginning of the space race like I said, it takes place in 1959 and it's about the first men to go into space aboard a experimental aircraft and it's important to note that when this was written and filmed and when it was aired on television man had not been to earth yet yuri gagarin went into space in 1961 and this aired on american television in 1959 so it's not like people had an idea of of like you know that's why it's like an aircraft that goes into space not a rocket and because they didn't really know Mm -hmm. yeah so in the beginning of the episode you see like the aircraft under like a tarp and stuff and I think the main character was like Colonel something. And yeah, he was a girl. Yeah, and he was looking for his buddy, which I totally forgot his name too, <laughs> uh, in the uh, ward and stuff to see how he's feeling and all that stuff. And he's in there and he's in distraught. He's like, do you remember the flight? Do you remember how many people were on the flight? And the other guy says, no, there was two of us. And like, that's where it kind of turns a little bit where it's like, no, it's, it was three. It was me. It was Ed Harrington. And then it was you. Um, he, he's like fidgeting. He's like smoking a lot. You could tell that his hands are shaking and everything. And he goes, he said, he says, hold on, let me get the newspaper. And he puts up the newspaper. He's like, read it, read it. What does it say? It says two men have, uh, were in the, the spacecraft when they came back and he like loses his mind so um yeah so that that was the main thing is you know where is ed harrington and who who it was and they kind of do like this flashback do you want to discuss the flashback part of ed harrington yeah i mean most of the episode is told he he comes in he does all that stuff so yeah there was three of us this newspaper said three there was three of us he's been my friend for years you've known him for five and then he says, okay, I'll tell you everything that happened. So most of the episode is him explaining what has happened to him. Mm-hmm. And the ship went into space. They lost track of time or something. They they crashed. And uh, two of them were, you know, like concussed, but otherwise all right. And then the guy that's still in the hospital ward broke his leg. That's why he's still stuck there. 
So the other two leave and go to a bar and they laugh at him. Ha ha, you have to stay here, but, but, you know, get better soon and stuff like that. They go to a bar and he just starts talking about how he does, he feels weird. He doesn't belong here. Like he's out of place. It's a strange feeling. Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if he was like, it's not like he's in pain. I guess it's impossible to describe what it feels like when you feel like you don't exist in time. Cause it's not a real thing, but, mm-hmm. and, uh, and well, then he turns around and his friend is gone and everyone forgot about him. And the bartender doesn't remember him. And the glass that he dropped on the floor is gone. And the newspaper has changed and the television report has changed. And his wife doesn't remember him. And the guy, Oh, the guy tries to call his parents. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I don't have a son. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, bitch, if we don't know you, we never had a child or a son. Yeah. And, the one part about Ed Harrington is that before he starts feeling weird, he looks in the mirror and he kind of gets like spooked a little bit. You know, like how vampires, when they look in the mirror, they're they're invisible in a way. I feel like that's what happened, even though in the last part of the scene uh, where the colonel looks in the mirror and you kind of see like his arm, but you never see his face. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's seeing like a faceless face of himself where you know then he starts to get that weird feeling like hey we're not supposed to be here kind of thing maybe what do you think the metaphor is do you think that they died and that they're all just like replaying what would have happened if they landed or i used to to watch a bunch of episodes of the show with friends and i had a theory that every single episode of the show was a metaphor for death Mm -hmm. like every single episode like at the end of every episode i would explain how it had to do with death and we got we had to get to like season three before I started finding some that I was like, okay, I can't I can't equate this with death. They, they're they're finally they're finally throwing some wrenches in my theory. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my working theory with this. Is but I mean it doesn't really explain, um, you know why everyone forgets about them. Yeah, maybe I I I think like this is just like a really backwards way that my brain was putting it together. But, you know, we hadn't been to space yet. We'd sent stuff up there, but man hadn't been to space yet. So maybe it's like it, 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 there, it, uh, hypothesize it, it puts forward that if you go into space, it's like you can, you're crossing between universes. And they went to a universe where the three of them and that flight didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, and like maybe the, the, you know, universes are layered upon each other. And like they were in the wrong one briefly or something like that. Or maybe it's just a side effect of space. Like in space, there's a crazy radiation that makes you stop existing. I don't know. Or maybe did they understand simulations back then? Like computer simulations? Because I could see. I doubt it. I could see something like where they're doing simulations of how. You know, you dealing with them. I don't know. I don't know how to put that. Like dealing with people not knowing who it's you hard are to anymore. The head of your Twilight Zones. Mm-hmm. But I agree with the death part, and you could also say <clears throat> that they um, went up one by one, and somehow like each each of them failed in um, doing their mission in space and. Because the end scene, I didn't really get. Because when Rod Sterling was explaining, you know, his 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 ending epilogue kind of thing, um, 
another colonel goes into the room and says, this is where our malaria patients are going to be. And just walks away. And then you see the tarp where the spacecraft was and it just wasn't there anymore. And I, I just didn't understand that in a way. It's like when they died, if we're using death as a theme of this episode, is like, were they forgotten? Is that how is that how Rod Sterling is saying is when you die, when you expire, uh, you may be a memory, but to the rest, you just might be a, you know, fart in the wind. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, especially in the first season, a lot of them were just like good science fiction stories mm-hmm. and good science fiction always has like, a you know, there's a theme or a metaphor or an allegory or something like that. So I want to assume there's one there, but maybe there's not. Maybe it's just an interesting, you know, kind of pseudo spooky story about some guys that disappeared from existence. I mean, what, what, I mean, dying is is scary. Like, I don't want to die, but if I died, people would remember me. I'd leave something behind, all the the junk that I owned and made and mm-hmm. and wrote and 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 this podcast and stuff like that. But I mean, if you were erased from from forever like if if everyone who ever knew you forgot you and everything you'd ever touched done or influenced you know stopped being that way that's kind of scarier in a way mm-hmm. and see i don't know maybe it's just just an episode on how people would just disappear <laughs> maybe there is no theme but rod sterling always has a theme and i wish he was alive to explain why all we had he, uh he did explain, I guess, at some point, um, Serling was doing, uh, he, he was speaking somewhere, and someone asked him about the end of this episode, why does the last guy disappear so quick? And it's because there wasn't anything left to anchor him to reality. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first guy, like, he kind of doubts it, maybe I'm going crazy, maybe something's wrong, this other guy is still here. But then after the guy in the hospital bed sees the major disappear, he realizes, oh, my gosh, I'm next. I'm going to disappear. Oh, my God. And then that's why he just goes immediately. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's all he really clarified. He didn't even write it, I don't think. He did the teleplay of this. He he adapted it for the television show. He didn't write the short story. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, anything else we could talk about this? I mean, we got the theme down. We did the synopsis. Uh, Well... What do you think about this episode? Is it one of your favorites? Is it in the middle? Did you hate it? It it catches my attention, and when usually when Twilight Zone's uh, episodes catches my attention, and I watch through the whole thing with, on the edge of my seat, <coughs> I think it's a good episode. But oh. it's not one of the classics for me. I don't know. Sure. The next episode that we're going to be discussing is the classic to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Part, I, I wanted to choose one that like I really liked, but isn't necessarily in the pantheon of greats. And I wanted to choose one that everyone likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's move on to the mask. So, Andy, what was the mask all about? Because I want I want um, to hear your synopsis about it. It's about a guy who's dying. Oh, <laughs> there it is again. I'm telling you, man. Um, they might as well just have just called it the Death Show. But anyway, it's <laughs> about a guy who li- lives in New Orleans and he's rich and he's dying and he's not—he's not a bad guy. He seems okay, I guess. Maybe, maybe he did some crappy stuff in life. I mean, at the end of the episode, he does some stuff that is crappy, but it's to people who are crappy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he li- lives in New Orleans and uh, Mar- Mardi Gras is going on, which doesn't really affect the. Ep- oh yeah, it does. It's the reason they have to wear masks. 
So Mardi Gras is going on, and he's on his deathbed. Like, he's he's dying. At the beginning of the episode, he's talking to his doctor. And he's like, doctor, uh, just tell me. Am I going to die? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> You're you're probably you're probably gonna die in the next 24 hours, and he says, "Okay, well, I gotta make it to midnight." The doctor's like, "Okay, whatever, man." He's like, "I'll see you tomorrow." The doctor's like, "Whatever, man." But uh, the doctor's a pretty cool guy, and he's walking out. And he runs into the guy's family who are coming to like spend time with him before he dies. That's on the face of it, no pun intended. That's what they're there to do. Mm-hmm. It's his daughter and the man she married, his son-in-law, and then their two kids. And they come in and they're like, oh, father, oh, you're dying. Oh, it sucks and stuff like that. And he explains that they are going to wear masks until midnight because that's the custom at Mardi Gras. You wear a mask and at midnight there's an unmasking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are all, oh, I meant to look this up. They're, they're all like, not necessarily one of the sins, but like the son is wrathful and like, he, he's kind of evil. Like, apparently he tortures small animals. Yeah, and, he's like a serial killer. Kind of. Yeah, he, that's what I was like, oh my god, this guy's like a straight-up serial killer. Like, like the father is just greedy. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I like, ooh. But the son is apparently like a serial killer in, in beginning. But um, the mother, his daughter, is a hypochondriac and a warrior, which I kind of thought was the weakest of the four. It's like, okay, so thinks she's sick all the time but she was also kind of a bitch so fuck her i guess yeah and her daughter the old man's granddaughter is vain super vain she's always looking in her mirror and she's she wants to go out and find a guy i think it's implied she's a slut too i don't know yeah because she was like it's mighty gross grandpa do you know a young man and yeah uh... Yeah, I think that was them implying, like, look, if this if this episode had been made 30 years later, she'd been slutty. <laughs> what a whore. Um, but uh, he says we're going to wear masks, and then they wear the masks, and basically they're, they whine about it because the masks are really ugly and uncomfortable. And again, spoilers for the show that came out decades ago, but... Uh, why don't well, you you want to you want to apply the brakes here? Or do you want me to just go ahead and synopsize the whole episode? Well, th- before you do that, um, what I found like really really fucking like irritating to me was when the doctor was talking to them, and you know the the daughter was like, "Oh my my arm is hurting. Can you take a look at it and prescribe something to me?" And he's like, "Your father's dying, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I li- I like that like. I, uh, I I kind of took that to mean at first I was like she's just trying to get like drugs out of this doctor so by the way doc I'm a little nervous could you give me some Valium or something but no it's it's the lead in to she's a hypochondriac and a warrior and and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then the whole where the uh, <clears throat> the son-in-law like says oh you guys go on ahead I'm gonna go talk to the doctor and he, he's like. So the old man, the old boy is uh, not looking good, huh? He's a, and the doctor's like, the old boy is dying. I say it again. Yeah, he's he, like the the doctor is just straight, like, no, he's he's gonna die like mm. soon. Like, you need to quit being an asshole, I guess. <laughs> it's the like doctor's the doctor's a cool character. I like him. Yeah, it's like he knew that these people were here just to take his stuff, and like. Mm-hmm. He was projecting through the doctor, like, these characters right here are not good at all. They're all fucking 
uh, evil people in their own yeah, ways. Yeah, the episode is pretty straight up with like, okay, we don't like his family. They suck. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I say that and, you know, I've seen the episode before, so you kind of pick up on that. But I was thinking about it this time, and like the 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 mother, his daughter, does the thing. Oh, my arm hurts! Blah, blah, blah. And clearly, the the granddaughter is a little vain because she's like looking in her her compact at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you could, I don't know. It, it seems like the episode goes against type a little bit because usually old people, like the the rich old man who's dying alone on his deathbed, like the archetype would be that he's a bad person, right? Like that's in a bunch of other stories and stuff that, Oh, he's, he, the only way he got rich is he, he hates everyone and he's estranged to his family and stuff like that. But that's not what happens is he turns out as far as we know to be an all right guy. Again, yeah. you know, maybe he did, maybe his money was ill gotten or something like that. Maybe he was a huge prick in life. We don't really find out. That's not important to the story necessarily. Well, I think what happened was, and this is just speculation because it never shows in uh, this episode, that he may have been like them at one point, and then yeah. he found out that he was dying, and then he started, you know, finding the love and family that he wished he had, but he never did because they're all assholes. Yeah, there is there is something to be said for it's not like he finds out he's dying and then like he repents. And then he goes to his family and he says, oh, you should be better. I'm sorry I wasn't better. Like, that doesn't happen. He just does something really, really kind of sinister to them and then dies. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, just plays a joke on it. He just, like, ruins their lives and then dies. So, obviously, he's kind of a piece of shit, too. Yeah, he kind of, we call it, he roasts them right away. Like, right when they come in, he just starts fucking unloading on them. Yeah, like, he, he when they first come in, he kind of lets them have it a little bit. Mm -hmm. he, he's like, oh, you, you're always worrying. Oh, there's Philip, captain of industry, huh? Are you worried about your 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 stocks? Or, I don't know, he, he says something to each of them that gives the viewer, you know, the intro to their character. What archetype? Oh, the son is wrath. Oh, the daughter is vanity. Oh... Um, the father is greed. The mother is, I don't know, a hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, and then when he's selecting the masks, I guess we'll move on. He has a mask for each of them and himself. And he says, we're going to each wear the thing that we're not. And he's, you know, he's, he's speaking out the side of his mouth here. Like this is supposed to be, oh, you're not vain at all. You're. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah, so you'll wear the ugly man. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, you're super smart. You're not dim-witted and evil at all. So you'll wear the mask that looks like a look like a, a mongoloid brute or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they say, what mask are you going to wear? He says, oh, I'm going to wear the mask of death because I'm alive. And that's the opposite of what I, what I am presently. He's like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> that's very but, touching. He, uh, so they're each wearing a mask that he says, oh, it's the opposite of what you are. You're also perfect. But it's clear, no, they're wearing the mask of, like, you know, their, their, their sin, their vice, their whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Midnight Strikes, and before that happens, 
you know, the daughter is like, I can't take this anymore. I'm so bored. And then they all go like, yeah, this is unbearable. And can we take this off? Can we take this off? And he goes, you guys made it to midnight. Now take my shit. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he lays into him a little bit at first. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're a disappointment. You're all shitty. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're whining about their mask. I assume they just kind of sit there almost in semi-silence for a few hours before that scene, which I guess sucks. But they start whining about wearing these goddamn masks for almost no reason. It, I mean, it, it, of course, starts with the daughter who, you know, her looks are everything. That's really important. She wants this mask off. Mm-hmm. But then the others are just like, uh, the mother says she can't breathe. Oh, this is terrible. Which clearly, you know, it's just a mask. It's not... It's not stopping her airflow or anything. <clears throat> I think this and, was, I think this was a test with the family. I think he wanted discussion to be like, let's talk like a family, and he got the opposite, which was pretty much silence and just waiting for him to die. And he knew that was gonna happen anyway, but I guess there was a glimmer of hope that he'd be able to see what yeah, they would feel. I- I kept wondering what if, you know, I think they said it was either two or three hours till midnight when they first put on the masks. I kept wondering, like, what if they were all sitting there talking and one of them started, like, showing some humanity or was, like, seemed to be a redeemed person or something like that? Would he have changed his mind or his plan? I wondered. Like, there's no way to know, but it's it's interesting to think about. Mm -hmm. And then at the end... um doctor takes off the mask and oh wait no when they take off the mask you're you're skipping ahead a little bit he says uh, you're all you're all garbage i always hated you um you're gonna get what you want because i'm about to die and you're gonna get all my money and my house and everything and then he dies like right as the clock is chiming one two three four five six seven eight twelve strikes twelve and he dies in the middle of it chiming twelve yeah so they go over take his pulse he's like oh he's dead he's completely dead and they're like oh thank god stupid old man now we get his money hooray and then they start taking their masks off and lo and behold their faces look like the mask (laughs) and (laughs) the masks the masks are all like hideous and formed like the mother's looks like a super worried i'm I'm, I'm upset i'm worried about something and then like the son's looks like a a brute a mongoloid and then just the daughter's is super ugly and it's harder to describe the father's one. But it's also ugly. Like, they're all ugly. And when they take the masks off, their faces are deformed to look like the masks. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, finally, when the doctor takes off the the father's mask, um, nothing changed. He just, he's like, this is yeah, what... It did, though. I liked this about it, and I didn't really pick up on this the first time I watched this episode. But, I mean, the mask still, it made me wonder, um, he was already dying, Mm -hmm. but what if he hadn't been? Would he have died at midnight? Because he was wearing the the, the mask of death. Yeah. Like, and he was still alive. They they became what the mask was. He became what the mask, what his mask was. He became dead. Yeah, so he didn't change facially, I guess. Yeah, his face didn't change, but he does still become what his mask is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much how it ends, is that, you know, they're all standing <clears throat> in the house looking like ugly uh, people, which they are, but rich, ugly people. Yeah. Which I they- really like... <coughs> excuse me. 
one of my favorite parts is there isn't a scene at the end where they're talking about, I guess we should be better people. Well, I guess we should do this. That doesn't happen. They just, they, they, it reveals it. And then the doctor is there talking to the, the butler about, oh, I called you as soon as I found out he's dead. That's a shame. And then you see the family again. And yeah, their faces are still messed up. That's it. Credits, man. Yeah. We don't know if they learned the lesson necessarily. It's just the, the, the old man got what he wanted. He, he afflicted them with this, this hideousness. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, like, cause there was a thing that he says, he's like, you have to do <coughs> the mass thing or sorry, I'm coughing a lot. Um, you have to do the mass thing or you will not get all my stuff. Like that's in the will. Yeah, but yeah, I'm if like, they took the mask off before midnight, then they got nothing. Oh like, no, they got train fare back to Boston. That's all. Like. Yeah, but I'm like, how would they know? I mean, I guess because he wore the mask, he, he ended up dying. But I guess if he didn't wear the mask, I guess he would still live in a way. I guess they didn't know for sure if he would be dead. Like maybe, maybe he would see them take the mask off, and then the next morning he'd be like, no, they get nothing. They they didn't know he was gonna die at midnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, anything else you want to talk about this? Uh, this episode's great, and I love it. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely recommend... I recommend every fucking episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, next week we're going to have two new episodes. Not two new, but two of my episodes. And it's going to be uh, Season 2, Episode 7, Nick of Time. Uh, and then Season 2, Episode 29, The Obsolete Man, which is my favorite That's episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, before we go, I want to talk about a news story, and it's uh, Nintendo Labo. Um, we had a surprise direct, a small one, a two-minute one. Yeah, like they announced <coughs> that morning, like on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're gonna announce something later today, and everyone was like, "Uh, you are? You didn't say you were gonna announce anything." They're like, "Yeah, well, we're saying it now. Whatever." And uh, I remember the announcement I saw before I went to work. It said uh, they were going to announce something for, for children or people who are children at heart. And I remember thinking, oh, look at that, Dan. Yeah. And I don't think anyone saw this coming. This is so interesting and creative. It's it's not necessarily like something I want to buy, but I am delighted it exists, if that makes any sense. It's interesting and weird. I will mm. say that. I mean, not we, I guess not weird to Japanese people since they're used to it all the time getting these like weird products and stuff hmm. and generic all that stuff. But I like the idea of building stuff. So like, oh, definitely. I mean, I, like I said, I've been working on this Gundam model for the last month. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is gonna be interesting. I mean, there was like a camera, there was a fishing pole, there was a robot with like strings and shit. That the piano was the most interesting part to me. Mm -hmm. The fact that each of the little cardboard keys actually plays. We haven't really described what it is. Like, um, it's going to be hard to do with just words. The best thing to do if you're listening to us and you don't know what Nintendo Labo is, just Google it. There's a two-minute video. It's probably shorter than that. But basically, it's, it's going to be a game, like an actual Switch game, and then a bunch of cardboard sheets that you punch stuff out of, and then a symbol. Um, there's like a... Oh, there's like a, a motorbike. Um, uh, God damn it! What's the hand, what's the uh, handlebars mm -hmm. for like a racing game? And uh, like, there's a miscellaneous set, and then there's another set that's just the robot, and you wear like a huge box on your back, and then the strings attach to your gloves and your feet, 
and then there's something on your head and you control the robot by like moving your actual body. So mm. it's cool because it's kind of like a VR thing, but it doesn't cost 500 goddamn dollars. Yeah. And what I found, it costs $80, in fact. Yeah, what I found interesting is like <clears throat> the RC cars and everything that was moving. Mm. I feel like that's coming from the Joy-Cons HD rumble. It is, yeah. They uh, th- th- There's like mini games and stuff that use the HD rumble. Like that, that little guy that stands up on the two legs. That's a game based on HD rumble and a couple other things, too. Like I was looking into it, and they haven't announced everything 100%. But you can, you know, some of it's implied from watching that that cute little video. Mm-hmm. And I recommend you guys watching it because it's like it was out of left field. I thought it yeah. was gonna, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, here's Scribble Nuts and all that stuff, and like right. And I thought it would be a game announcement. I thought they were gonna be like, uh, here's our first trailer for the new Yoshi game for the Switch. That was my first guess, and um, something like that. Like I thought they were going to announce a game directed at kids, but I mean, and it is. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." I wouldn't mind. I like building stuff. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, "Oh, this isn't targeted toward me. I probably won't buy it." But like I said, I'm. It's so interesting that Nintendo is is making this. I'm probably gonna get it in the future. Probably when it's on sale. Mm, yeah, I can. See <coughs> that. Or probably the, the the variety pack is seventy dollars, which is kind of expensive, but it does come with a full game. So I'm kind of you know I'm torn. I want to be like, that's a lot of money, but I also want to be like, well, it's a game and then a bunch of extra shit. I, I'm afraid, I, I bought one to Switch. I'm afraid it's going to be that again, because I regret buying that game. Yeah. Well, what's great about it is you could customize it, you could put stickers, and you could color it in, but like... Yeah, you can color it in. That, that, that kind of thing's fun. I like that. Again, this is for kids, this is not for adults, but it also said kid at heart, so... Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, I mean, I play, I play kids stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I could say negative about it is like you don't really see the software that much. You get like glimpses of it. Yeah. And I don't want to buy the seventy dollar thing just to have like mini games. I want something. Even That's though, what it seems like it's going to be. Yeah. I, I suspect if it's successful, we're going to see more in this vein. We might see something more serious. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what's. There's going to be a mini game bundle, and then there's going to be the robot one where you're controlling the robot and you're like destroying the city and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I could see a Transformers game, which they show that you transform from the robot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He like squats down, and the the, the robot turns into a truck or something. I could see this being successful, and like. Sorry for bourbon. Star Wars and um, Marvel taking over this, or even Disney, where they have their own games and stuff and these cardboard stuff to do, <clears throat> like a Thor hammer or you know Batwing and stuff and all that crap. Yeah, it'd be interesting. So I don't want to dive into deep into this because I mean we only get a glimpse of it. Um, you get cardboard, you cut, you pop it out, you you fold it, you build it, and it looks cool in it. I, the only thing I worry about is, is this cardboard durable for kids? Because if it's not, then the parents are going to have to keep on buying more cardboard. I wonder that too. Like I've tried to assemble stuff like this, like when I was in school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you get the fold wrong, it, it's never quite right. Yeah, so hopefully they give you like for each set, like maybe three or four in a pack. This is this is the kind of thing that's going to be really hard to understand what it is until you get your hands on it. I think this is like when they announced HD Rumble, everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I I don't know. 
ice cubes. All right, whatever, man. Like, I think it's the kind of thing that we're going to have to see it in action or play it ourselves. Yeah. And it's coming out 420. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? That's funny. Yep. And uh, February 22nd, they're going to be having hands-on stuff. So hmm. I guess <clears throat> I guess we'll see when that comes out. Other than that, anything else you want to talk about, Andy? Because um, there was nothing else in the news like usual. Yeah. Nothing jumped out. We we resolved we're not going to force ourselves to talk about stuff we don't care about anymore. Mm-hmm. And we both saw Nintendo Labo, and we were like, oh, really interesting. We should talk about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Like I but, said. So that's not to say other things didn't happen this week. It's just we didn't give a fuck. Yep. Because <laughs> this is the Joe Dubs and Andy show. Not, yep. We're not a news station. We're not going to tell you the news unless it's it, it, it involves us in some way. Yeah. Which, which is kind of selfish to say, but you know what? It's only interesting when we have passion about it. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna force it anymore. So on that note, this is episode twenty-four of Twilight Zone Part One. Since there is gonna be a part two of my episodes, we will see. You right, in- season two, episode seven. Season two, episode twenty-nine. Yep. Nick of Time, the obsolete man. Um, if if you're listening to this and you've never seen them, watch them. These are great episodes. It's a great show. I know it's black and white, but don't worry. You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Great show. And as usual, please to remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And yeah, y'all have a good weekend. And remember, football Sunday is going to be Patriots versus Jacksonville. And then you're going to have Vikings versus the Eagles. So Snore. <laughs> Go Jacksonville. Good night, everybody. Night. Thanks for listening.